Listening Dog Media. This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th. And it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose. And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. The hot mess mum. The mum most likely to send her kids to school in regular clothes on non-school uniform day. The mum who forgets to sign the permission slip for school trips. The mum who has probably put leftovers in her kids' lunchbox on more than one occasion. But most importantly, the hot mess mum is actually rocking it and is doing a far better job than even she thinks. Please welcome our hot mess mums, telling it as it is, Kelly and Jenny Powell. It's the Hot Mess Mums podcast. I'm Kelly Pegg. And I'm... I'm just Jenny Powell. Oh, there's no, there's nothing just Jenny Powell about you. Nothing just. And our, and our guest for this episode is the amazing author and beauty editor, Grace Timothy. How are you guys doing? Oh, we're fine. We're all right, aren't we? We're holding on, Grace. Hold- <laughs> laughing yeah. our way through it all. How are you? Yeah, good. We're all right. Touch the word. Good. Mm-hmm. Actually, you know yeah. what? I had some CBT last year and he was like, you don't need to touch wood. It doesn't really do anything. FYI. <laughs> um, and so I have stopped doing it. But the Corona thing, it's, it's come back a little bit. The, the old stroke of, a, of an oak table or something. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I think right. it does that to people a bit, doesn't it? I I don't really drink it in the week, but I'm the boring one. I've got water and bloody lemon and cucumber. Bloody hell. Get alive, Kelly. Days I give it. (laughs) I think people are having different experiences depending on where they live in the country. I was on FaceTime with my friend in Newcastle today Mm -hmm. and the people up there are so warm. And Mm -hmm. he said that his girlfriend went to Audi and it was fine. Yeah. No issues, but I found it really hostile here. And really, even tonight, we we went out for our family walk. Mm. And um, there was some real just hostility. It yeah. was just not nice. And I just thought, wow. So I think it depends where you are as yeah. well, doesn't it? Here in Cheshire, I went to like one of the Cheshire supermarket families, the, the Booth families. There's only a handful of these lovely supermarkets that are more expensive than Waitrose and Marks and Spencers. And I got to the door, and this is what it's like in Leafy Cheshire. Ch- Cheshire? 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 Yeah, how many have you had? I only have one, but I don't really drink, do I? And, uh, and um, there's a bouncer there. And he goes, hello, Jenny. Now, will you make sure that you um, disinfect Jenny's trolley handle, please? And there's two guys. All right. Then he said, right, give it an extra wipe. There you go. There you go, Jenny. Enjoy. Oh, happy days. That was my introduction into the supermarket. Oh, I love it. That's love. Yeah. I feel like we're in the midst of like a very elderly set. So any, my daughter is like the quickest thing on two legs around this area, obviously. Yeah. So I'm just constantly pushing her into bushes and 
But I like signal ahead, like move out the way, she's coming. I, I saw that on your Instagram where you said, I'm just petrified because I'm having to shout. And I thought, God, that's us when we go for the walk. Yeah. You know, we're just like, to the side, stay to the side. Don't yeah. don't get too close to anyone. You feel terrible. It's like your children are like unclean. It's yeah. like, get out of the, get, just move now. And then you find yourself not moving. And you, no, I don't have to move. You have to move because you're a kid and you are unclean. It's just awkward. The kids are going, Mom, why are you saying that? It's just bizarre. It's just it's bizarre. Crazy, it? It's such a weird time. I mean, it's completely unprecedented, isn't it? There's nothing that we could ever have kind of prepared for this in yeah. any way. It's just nuts. Absolutely nuts. It's funny. Um, I find uh, I feel really patient with what's going on in the sense that we've had to be. You can't control it. So I've just kind of I feel Chris doesn't think I am, but I feel more laid back than I've been before. But when we went out tonight, there was this woman and she had to wait for us to pass. And she was like this. (sighs) And I felt like saying, what the fuck else have you got to do? Like, I'm not being funny. What the fuck? You're not going out, are you? You're going home just in front of your TV like every other fucker. So don't pull that face at us. And I had to sort of just go, (sighs) you know, because we had this anxiety expert on last week and she told me to stop guessing what other people are thinking by their face. So So I had Sari in my head going, don't react, don't don't say anything to her. But I wanted to punch her. I was like... You know, but I think some people are just probably the angst is getting, you know, and we're only in week two. Bloody hell. Yeah, but maybe this will just become so normal to us that it will all like we'll be so zen in a couple of weeks or just hammered. (laughs) (laughs) Slightly, slightly unconscious through half the day. I don't know. From a home perspective, you're so cut off, aren't you? That it's just like, well, who knows? Other than WhatsApp, I don't know. I don't know how anyone else is coping. Maybe everyone else is out and I'm the only one who's been no does it it remind you of when you had your daughter and you were for sure I think the only thing is that I had a real sense of like I've got to get out there and do stuff um which obviously I don't have now um (laughs) and also I I don't think there's the same peace because she's not at peace like she was as a baby she's asking lots of questions and wants to do stuff constantly and is you know kind of wants to come with me when I pee again and all that kind of thing um (laughs) So, yeah, so there's a difference. But I did buy maternity leggings last week. So there are a lot of similarities. Oh, did you? Just to be comfy. Oh, just an extra room. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still going into my work gear. It's nuts. I'm not going to wear leather leggings at home. Do you know what I mean? No. So I hear you. The the interesting thing is with, um, because I, I, yeah, uh, looking back at um, just having a baby, um, you know, those first three months, I can remember saying, oh, I'm actually going to go for a walk because it was she was a winter baby. And I think I was indoors for 11 weeks anyway. Yeah. yeah. And then you, it suddenly dawns on you that, yeah, you've done this before. Mm. You know, I mean, and not everybody else had to do it with you, but you have done this before. <laughs> and, you, you, you know, you were... You know, I think your mindset, you were prepared for it. And obviously, you know, your hormones and everything sort of make you settled and calm to just deal with with those first few weeks. But actually, it was quite, I know it sounds ridiculous now, but I remember being quite serene about it all. You know, there was just me, this baby, I was breastfeeding. That was my job. And we kind of were incubating in the house together. Boom, 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 boom. 
people. And it was quite a lovely experience. Those that when I had to go outside those doors in twelve weeks, I was, I was like, oh, I don't want to go. I like it in here. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think it depends where you're living as well for that bit, doesn't it? Because we were in a tiny house where you kind of had to leave a couple of times a week, otherwise you'd be pain. But also, I was just watching like Downton Abbey and Cold Feet and stuff. Whereas now, my kid is not into either of those two shows yet. So it is, you know, it's just a different thing, isn't it? You can't live as selfishly as I think you can at the beginning of maternity leave. That sounds like weird because you're also caring for another person, another baby, but it's still self kind of directed isn't it like well they sleep on you all the time you can have what you want on the telly you can carry them around while you're doing things but then when they get older the step you know it's not like that is it you've got bloody cbb's on repeat and you know them screaming at you for the food i mean food oh my god my fridge looks empty only went on friday i was like what are you all eating where is it all gone what i remember when i used to come around your house obviously not anymore uh quavers there were just quavers everywhere. He's really, still, like, my son is loves quavers, still into quavers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. I'd give him away right now, though, but we'll, we won't talk about that. He's very <laughs> naughty. He's the terrible twos and he's evil. And I mean, <laughs> on another level of an arsehole of a toddler, he really is. So, What about the, the difference oh. that I'm like, really finding now is obviously – when you first have a baby and the visitors, like everybody wants a piece of you, everyone wants a piece of your baby and all that kind of thing. Whereas now it's like this piece is sort of settled on us where, yeah, you can't come around. And I love that. I'm such <laughs> a special person, but I hated when I first had my daughter that it was constant people wanting to come. People I didn't even know very well sometimes. Mm-hmm. Want a piece, want to touch her, want to do this, that, and the other. And I just think I, I hated that whole part of it, especially in the early couple of weeks where you're like stitched up and all that kind of thing and there's your mother-in-law being like how are you feeling <laughs> oh, great Shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think my asshole is on the outside of my body now and I think you know that you should stop talking to me about it <laughs> why do you keep bringing it up yeah <laughs> me but only mother-in-laws can do that they do it so well so true but did you but how did you find about visitors and stuff did you feel like more relaxed and kind of embracing of it Less of a bitch, basically. Um, I just, uh, I, I kind of went into a different zone. I don't know whether I, I, I just got really zen. And, um, <laughs> you know, I quite liked, I did like, I mean, my, my parents, like, w- w- have been sort of, they've, they've done a lot of childcare for me in the part. I mean, my kids are a lot older, but, you know, way back when they were the main carers. And so I did always have them around and staying in the house with me. Um, and, you know, that was kind of like, look, you know, I'd never complain. I thought I'd never take this for granted, you know. Um, and my mum was pretty good. She was very patient, actually. Was sort of not not trying to, um, you know, lecture me, t- me too much and leaving me to discover, you know, the ways of, of motherhood, however that would suit me. Um, so I was quite lucky. But I had a couple of really good friends who were quite funny and quite, uh, they'd all had babies before me. Um, and I quite enjoyed them coming around because I really was. I didn't go to antenatal classes. I did nada, nothing. So I had a shocker, especially like through the birth and everything. I, I know you had, is it an, episio- an episiotomy? Yes. Yeah. But yeah. mine was, uh, I had von Tusen and then I had, um, what are they called? Forceps. Oh, I can't even bring myself to, to think about that word forcep. It's illegal in America. So I was quite traumatic birth. And, um, 
you know, uh, but but my friends that came after, they were all quite, you know, by that point I was completely traumatized and I couldn't think for myself at all. Um, and I did appreciate them coming around and uh, just, you know, they were just helping me out with tips saying, whatever you do. I mean, the, the best advice I got very early on was from my friend Sarah and she, she popped out a few before me. And she said... <laughs> She was the white good. She said, right, if you want the baby to nap, don't bother with all that rocking. And she said, just put the hairdryer on, dump them in the middle of a very big bed so they can't roll off. And just the hairdryer can go in any room, remember. Or if you've gone on holiday, you can take the hair and use the hairdryer. And I said, both kids have just gone straight to sleep for their afternoon naps because of the hairdryer. I mean, it's a bit hairdressers now. They're like... But yeah, so I appreciated people dropping in because the ones that did were there to give me practical advice. Yeah, fair play. Okay. Yeah. I I think when you have the second, nobody cares. So actually, you don't get the same attention. So uh, Ava Lily, I had a baby shower. You know, everyone wanted to see her, meet her, all of that stuff. Um, he, no one gave a shit really, and no one came. <laughs> so yeah, I had another one. We're not buying him another present. We're not. Do you know what I mean? And that's and my best friend Danielle. I remember her saying to me, um, <clears throat> "Nobody cares when you have the second because we had our. Um, I had my first, and she had her second without a month." apart and she went nobody cares when you've had the second it's just so different nobody sort of care. Care. no i don't think i don't think you do in the same way actually and i don't mean that mean but you're just you're more sort of right i know this and i know i can keep you alive and no it is mean kelly it's really mean <laughs> <laughs> and it's not fair <laughs> Can I just ask, um, Grace, you, yeah. you did an article which was um, what sex feels like after kids. Mm. Do you think you should do one about what sex feels like after coronavirus? Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say that. What's everyone doing? Because obviously Rich is going out to work, so he's going to the hospital. So I'm like, I'm not into that, whatever. Like, yeah. just come in, like, have a shower with a bit of bleach in it and then come downstairs, but just stay over there kind of thing. you got the power washer out. Yeah, yeah, completely. That's a brilliant. Oh idea. no! Um, the other day he was in the garden because I was like, "Get out!" and he had to take his clothes off in the garden. Yeah. And then he was sort of cowering behind the Wendy house, like hoping the neighbours wouldn't see. Um, but yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't want any of his moisture droplets. On me. Is that because he works for the NHS, or is that just in general that you feel <laughs> that way? Let's just say it's the NHS because it's a convenient little thing that's popped up, isn't it? Um. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I really don't know about what... I don't know what sex feels like after corona. That's all you need to know at this point, really, isn't it? I don't know what it's like. Who knows? Your your book, though, uh, Lost in Motherhood, you're so honest about all of that stuff. Like Jenny was saying, the kind of birth you had, what it did afterwards to you, everything. It's so, it was... I have it here because I've just popped it in our stories. But it was so refreshing to read and I remember lying in bed and Chris would be next to me he's like what are you laughing at but I was laughing out loud in bed because there were and I was just like this is brilliant because not enough women probably feel like they can say it Mm. you know about all that side of it that's icky and gooey and you know it's difficult but it was it was just it was lovely to read because I was like oh that's so nice because it wasn't just me that felt like this about that and you know yeah it's um i think it's refreshing uh that's cool and the whole sex thing i mean i'll talk about that i never do it do i jenny yeah, i don't 
<laughs> I might as well go around there and sleep in the same bed as her and Chris. <laughs> He doesn't even sleep with me at the moment. He sleeps with my son and my daughter sleeps in our bed. I mean, it's off the scale shit. But if it wasn't like that, I still probably, I don't know. I've really always struggled since having Ava Lily. My libido's just been up and down and all over the place, you know. I think it is. Not good. I think also we are like, you know, after the age of what, 30, I guess. Like it is just going to go up and down anyway, regardless of whether you have kids or yeah. not. Um, I miss those days of fire and, you know, that thing, you know, like when you think bloody hell, yeah, passion and all you do, you do, I mean, it's life becomes conversations about dishwashers, who's put the bins out, who's going to wipe the kids ass next. Yeah, <laughs> it's so true. I think that's the thing is that there's, there isn't any, there's no spontaneity and there's no kind of oh. romantic build up to anything um, and very few romantic situations or like looks even do you know what I mean because that you I mean it's, I don't know I don't know the secret at all uh peaks and troughs embrace the peaks and troughs I say that's it and that's but it's more than that isn't it after you've been together for a long time I guess you know it's a it's a love and a, a friendship you have to work on the other bits of that don't yeah, you sure yeah, yeah yeah you have to kind of self-generate it and as a like a spoiled brat like I am I'm like well, no, <laughs> you don't need to work at something like that. That just happens because you are a sexual woman and blah, blah, blah. But actually, you do have to work at it and you have to kind of approach, I suppose, approach it like everything. You know, you love this person. This is one of the really important ways that you connected at first. So you've got yes. to find a way to connect in that way again. Um, yes. But through, obviously, at the moment, through some sort of plastic sheeting. Yeah. <laughs> a tent. Do you think, how old is um, your daughter now? Seven and a half. Right, okay. So do you think you will be, you know, like your book, do you think you'll be really honest and open like you are in your, you know, in your books and um, just have those conversations and just be like that? I, I hope so. But I think it surprises me all the time that I'm not what I thought I would be with her. Do you know what I mean? So I think it depends what it is. My mum's always been incredibly open. So has my dad actually with me. So I think it's that culture of, honesty is already there um otherwise that book would have been impossible i guess um but i think it depends on the question i have so few answers at this point i don't know um i feel like she probably won't need to know about her parents sex life and i feel bad that it's out there already (laughs) yeah that's what i was gonna say she's yeah definitely got a point of reference isn't she (laughs) i mean that is really hard the thing is i so my dad's an actor and he um was quite well known in the sort of late 80s early 90s ish when i was a kid and you know, there were there were some headlines then that weren't yeah. particularly pleasant. And I think um, nowadays I'll meet elderly people who will say, oh, friend, your dad and this happened and that happened. And I'll think, holy, I didn't know that. Like, how how do you know? And it's because it's all out there in the public domain. So I think hopefully she'll be able to separate. And hopefully also if she's ever a parent herself, she'll use it and think, OK, so we all literally we all even my mum and, you know, my dad went through this and that kind of thing. I hope it'll be more of a useful thing. But also just selfishly, it's my job. So I just was like, well needs must yeah absolutely you know I don't know what do you guys think because it's have you have you got um have you got a daughter Jenny I've got two so one's 11 and one's 19 so me and the 19 year old are on another level really yeah in fact she's the one says mom you can't say that to me I'm your daughter and I'm like oh okay but she does tend she tells me a lot she yeah she does tell me a lot um I've, I've always been like that with her um yeah I know everything I know everything. I love that. I suppose yeah. it also depends it's on nice. the kids how they grow up. If she feels like, I don't feel like telling you this stuff, then 
you know, what can you do? It's, it depends on her character a bit as well, doesn't it, I suppose? Your daughter's obviously very sharing and trusting. Yeah, she is. I mean, she's weird because she's she's so quiet and reserved in all other aspects and not a very, she's not a real people person at all. But she'll be really open with me about, yeah, all those bits and pieces. I don't know whether it's because I'm divorced. I don't know. I'm trying to work out why she's so open or whether it's just because I've always said to her, look, you know, you can tell me absolutely anything. I'm never going to kick off. I'm never going to lecture you. I'm never going to have an opinion. Just make sure I know just in case. Um, so, yeah, we have had some hilarious moments. Yeah. I'm, I'm sort of biting my tongue to tell you any because I had a brilliant <laughs> last week. But basically, she left a phone on speaker in front of a friend of hers and I went have you had sex yet and it was on loudspeaker (laughs) 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 these things happen (laughs) and she's like mum most mums don't even think you know don't even want to go there and then you go and say it and not only do you say it but I'm sitting next to him and they've got the speaker on so we're a bit like that yeah Yeah, I love that 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 gives me hope for the future because that's what I think we all want ultimately isn't it yeah, and it's, um, I don't, you know, the, the, Polly's 11, and she's pretty much the same. I think she's, you know, I, I do, I get, you know, at that stage there, there's hormones kicking in, and they're changing schools, and there's ups and downs, and they all have their fallouts at that stage. In year six, they have a lot of fallouts. Um, and uh, with her, it's more, you know, I don't, if someone's, like, peeing you off or someone's sending you, you know, daft messages or getting on your nerves, just just offload on me. And then she screenshots stuff now and says, look, I screenshotted it, just in case she says that I wasn't telling the truth. Look, that's what she said to me. I screenshotted it, Mum, it's evidence. Smart girl. <laughs> Smart. So, yeah, we're, we're on it. We're on it so far. What about, what do you think you'll do, Kelly? I don't know. I, I dread all those conversations in a way. I think um, <clears throat> I tell her stuff now that I probably shouldn't and she repeats things and gets me in trouble all the time with with Chris or whatever Um, but I would always like Jenny when she's older I'd always want to think that she could feel she could always come to me and I would always be there for her so I'd like to think we you know but I'd like to think in my head she'll never have a boyfriend and she'll never have have sex or at least if she does have a boyfriend let's hope he's really fit Yes, gotcha. Really yeah. and, lo- and loaded, I do tell her that. Please marry someone with money so you can have your own housekeeping staff and you don't have to keep washing up and dealing with things like I do. That's why I tell her. <laughs> <laughs> I.e., don't marry someone like your dad. It'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. You are funny. Oh, so, I'm evil. With the, I know you were, um, you know, you're a really successful beauty editor as well. Um, and I was just, it was funny because I was rifling through my makeup bag today and I was like, oh, I'm going to have to like tone down all that. First of all, are you still getting done up every day and everything? Do you feel like? Um, I am putting foundation on because it's part of my SPF as well. Yeah. I like it in a second and we're outside all the time. Yeah. Um, and my eyebrows, I always, uh, yeah. So I feel naked without my eyebrows, if I'm honest. Uh, so yeah, and a bit of mascara. Yeah, yeah, I am because it's it's the five minutes that I spend looking at myself and smiling at myself and setting intentions for the day, and I don't meditate or anything like that. It's yeah, it's a little bit of mindfulness in a moment, and and yeah. I, I love it. I absolutely love it. So that's why I do it. <laughs> yeah, you've mentioned it before, and I read that, and I thought, wow, because that is like everyone always says to me, "Why are you going to yoga with makeup on?" I said. 
I thought, I don't know, I'm not really that bothered or anything. I don't look that horrific. But then I thought, oh, no, I know why it is. Because I go into my bathroom and I've got my little routine with my mascara and all the rest of it. And I have to do it because it's like, it's my five minutes, people. I'm just putting everything in place for the rest of the day. Yeah. So I, I touched on that when you were, well, I noticed it because um, you, you know, you seem to have the same thing. What about Kelly? Well, there's no point asking. No, I don't, <laughs> do I? nothing unless I have to put it on and go out I'm just I don't bother at all I'm terrible I used to but no I'm just like this every day I think it's 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 about how you use it and why you use it isn't it so yeah I I went to a panel event and I was just up there completely like blase about like yeah I'm talking about beauty to these mums and one of them was like how do you feel about your daughter watching you do it and right. you know, how do you think that's going to affect her self-esteem and sense of worth if you always have to have makeup on? And I was like, oh. oh. Um, I hate those questions. So, oh, my God. I mean, it's an interesting thing. And I, and I, you know, did think about it. But with my mum, I used to watch her doing it. And it was, it was a ritual. She wasn't doing it. She wasn't ballsy and confident and didn't, she didn't need makeup or whatever the, you know, thing mm-hmm. is. She just loved doing it. And I used to watch her mesmerized by this, like, process of, you know, even perfume and mascara and all these lovely things. Um, and so, yeah, to me, I, I tell my kid, I, you know, she'll say, you don't need to put that on, i.e. come and play with me. Don't do that five-minute routine. And I'll say, I don't need it, but I like it. And then she's like, hmm. yeah. You know, and then she'll sort of, she's got like little glitter, you know, palette type things and stuff like that. And she'll put things on like at the weekend and things. And I think it's all just, it's supposed to be about self-expression and self-love, not about like, Christ, I can't go out without my concealer on. No. Yeah. Well, it's, it's self-esteem, isn't it? You know, yeah. it's making... I I always love it when I have it. I haven't had it done professionally for ages, but, like, for Heath's yeah. christening, I had it done professionally. Um, you know, for when I've had to have photos when I worked in radio, always, if I was hosting an event, always. Because it made me feel great to look like that and have it done and all my hair blow dry and that was fabulous you know um and I think that that's about us as women feeling good isn't it really we shouldn't have to answer it's not about hiding yourself it's just about elevating yeah what you've got and just yeah and like I say it's partly ritual and it's partly just embracing it saying yeah just uh just enhancing what's there already Kelly yeah it needs a lot of enhancing at the moment but yeah (laughs) um i was gonna say i saw that you posted that um you obviously got so far with the new book and then you decided to kind of turn it all on its head how is that going (laughs) in the age of corona it's not going great kelly i'm not gonna lie to you oh no but um i well so i've I've always been quite good at quitting things when i think it's not taking me in the right direction which (laughs) i say that as a real positive but like it doesn't mean I have quit quite a few things. Um, but this particular thing was, it was a really freeing moment. And it was actually my agent partly saying, I just think you need to move on from this now. Whereas she'd been like, come on, come on, come on, we can do this. So it was a good, it was a really freeing, good moment. Um, and yeah, the new the new book is, it's, it's getting there, but it's, it's so much work to kind of work out exactly what you want to say. So more than having characters and a plot and all that stuff, like I want to be able to, make some small change in some way or serve a purpose of some kind. I don't just want to kind of arrogantly like spurt out some words and be like, that's what everybody kind of wants and needs. So I'm just spending a lot more time this time around really trying to think about what it, what it wants to be and what it wants to say. And then in the midst of all this, all I can think about is writing a sitcom about coronavirus. Mm. And it's that's a good thing. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's a good thing, isn't it? Because you can relive this. You can park that the other project, can't you? Yeah. Maybe that's a cool thing. So maybe that's, yeah, maybe that's it. But I think also I'm homeschooling. Yeah. You know, it's way more full on than I thought it was going to be. But aren't you on Easter holidays now? I couldn't wait. Last Friday, we were on Easter holidays. Yeah. Friday for us. So, right there, yeah. And and also, I'm not sure what to do about Easter because she thrives on having a bit of a structure. So, the week, the two week that we've done already was amazing. The weekend was mad. Yeah. Like, I need, I don't know what we're going to do, but yeah, we need something. Sometimes you get given it or you can make one up. You know, like a project, an on- like a holiday project, and just say, "Oh, you know, you've got to do this for yeah, something." If that helps, but I think this coronavirus um, sitcom would be brilliant as long as you can have someone who's quite old, hasn't had any work done, and uh, really swears a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. My fave. Um, talking of casting, this is probably not podcast material either. But um, when I was about mm, seven. My dad was doing a panto that he was writing and producing and directing and everything. And they were trying to get you as the, I think like the lead, you know, the lead, well, it's the lead guy, isn't it? But the lead girl. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you were unavailable. And I remember the household was gutted. My mum was like, no. Oh. I was panto queen. I did do, I did about, I did, I did, in fact, motherhood um, ended my years of panto. I did about 13 or 14. I, I was only young, so I'd, it was since I was, like, 18 years old. Yeah, you were really, really young when this came yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. So I was, like, in my 30s by the time I finished, and I had, um, yeah, I, once I have a baby, you can't really do the panto thing. But tell, is your dad still with you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah oh, good. I always got to be careful, haven't you? Oh, hello. Yeah, oh. Uh, oh, really good. I love doing panto and tell him, yeah, I missed out. I don't know. Maybe my agent never really replied properly. I don't know. Maybe I wasn't busy at all. I don't know. But No, I bet you were. You'll have to warn him, though. I did do um, Aladdin. I did that twice uh, with fishnets, the little plait around the side. You can imagine I'm a little coolie hat and all the rest of it. In Panto, I don't know whether your dad will agree, but the rules are in the theatre. You're always in charge of your own props because there's so much going on. There's so many props. In there. So um, so I was in charge of my lamp. And uh, so Act 2, you're in the cave, the lights are low, the lamp's there. You know, you discover the lamp, but you have to put the lamp in amongst the treasure to give it a good rub. And I forgot my lamp. <gasps> yeah. That's probably going to be really relieved you did employ me. So, like, the curtain went up. The lights went on, the applause were there, and there I was. I stood there with my hands on my hips, and um, I looked around and I thought, I've gotten the fucking lamp. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? So, um, of course, there's a slave of the ring. That yeah. lived there, right? So I had, to, I had to get the kids to shout, rub your ring. So I thought all the kids and all the parents were laughing their heads out. I said, what shall I do, boys and girls? And normally I'd hold up the lamp and go, and I had to go, <laughs> rub your ring, Aladdin, rub your ring. The genie was living with the slave of the ring already inside my ring. It was weird. <laughs> Your dad did well. He, he escaped. <laughs> yeah. Bless him, tell him it was probably meant to be. <laughs> oh, my God. It's a lovely thing, though, isn't it? It's such a, like, we don't seem to have that many down here, but I'm like, oh, I love it. I can't wait to take my oh. kids. 
Yeah, yeah. And they changed a lot. They were really, you know, I was like back in the day of a traditional proper panto. You know, it sort of like burst out with um, some like Justin Bieber or whatever. God, he's old fashioned now. But you know what I mean? And all these weird. Yeah, the ghost gag and everything. That was all genuine and real and we'd do all that. But yeah. But that's another story, Grace. Maybe you can about that too. Oh, well, I don't know how we topped that. So I think we should probably leave that there. <laughs> Rub your ring. That's going to stay in my head all night. Thank you, Jenny. I think you should get merch. Like, rub your ring t-shirt. Yeah. ring that kind of thing. Yeah, see where it goes. I'll make oh, my word. nothing else to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm on the 300th one already. Yeah. <laughs> Going grey. <laughs> but no, it's lovely to talk to you, Grace. You're real. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Love it. Yeah. And you get some, you've you've really got a great following as well. I can, you know, I've been looking at all the the lovely sort, I think your books, everyone just thinks they're absolutely hilarious. And I think, you know, you can tell you could do that sitcom. Yes, you should. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say. Well, we'll see. I think um, we've got some really nice women in in like the little Instagram community. And it's um, it's like a testament, isn't it, really, that I think any of us have stuck around because it's a weird place to be. Um, But you two are little shining stars of that. And it's so nice to kind of meet you in a weird way. You too. And send you love to send my love to your dad. Oh, I will. It was James Herriot, wasn't he? Yeah. Little creatures great and small and yeah. I, he was on um yeah. was it the split recently as a lawyer as well um, um as a barrister was he in the split there was something i had him on ask him i'm sure it was him well but, yeah I, in case he's forgotten <laughs> <laughs> no dad you weren't yeah i know i was and he's, he's in eastenders as well isn't he yeah, so he finished and he sent us in the summer, I think. Did so he? He, right. Yeah, he's not long out of there now, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, he did it for two and a bit years, yeah. Wow. Filming it now, anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly, I know, so there's no problem. It's fine. Yeah, probably yeah. did it at the right time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's probably yeah. Really. Yeah. yeah. Well, hopefully next time we'll meet you in person if we oh, yeah. get that. get to London eventually. Yeah. Um, or yeah. if, you know, we'll sort something out and we'll meet you in person and, and do another recording as well that would be lovely but it's been so much fun thank you so much for having me I really appreciate it yeah really kind pleasure. we'll see you soon thank, thank you Grace you. stay Hi, safe bye bye bye, bye.